Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Welcome back to Extra Time on Gallagher Shots, part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network. My name is Jess and I'm joined by my co-host Laura. And this week we've also been joined by Sam and Roger. Um, Well, we'll just get straight into it. I mean, it feels like this time of the week comes and I'm like, oh, we're just going to be repeating ourselves because, as I said, week after week, it's the same old shit again and again. Uh, But yes, last Friday, so... Villa come to St James's Park. Um, I don't think any of us were expecting much. I can't remember what mine and Laura's predictions were, but I know our expectations weren't very high. Um, I will say that we exceeded my expectations, but how we went about it was absolutely horrendous. Laura, I'll come to you first. Uh, we are just going to have the same conversation that we've had for the last however many weeks. Yeah. But Laura, let's let's hear your thoughts. Talk us through the game. Well, I turned my phone off, like I sometimes do. I put it away. Didn't look at Twitter. Just watched it. Was happy with the lineup. Gail, happy with that. And then I was I was quite impressed. I, thought were attacked well. I thought Joe Linton did actually really well against Mings. I think he had the better of him. I think he was really strong, but so frustrating. And I think the just the end quality in the box was just so poor. And then it um Dummett was getting crosses in. We had quite a few chances. And then 
I looked at my phone at half time and it was just negative, negative, negative. I rang my dad and I was like, oh, I think we did really well. Like, I was quite happy. And then I thought and I reflected and I was like, you know what? No, it was shit. But it was just because <laughs> it was tiny, tiny bit better than West Brom. And it was slightly more attacking that because what expectations are so low and West Brom was so diabolically bad that I thought that that was acceptable and it's not. Yeah. And, and then, so it was like a false first half for me. And then second half, I don't, don't think it was any better. I thought like we're, we're playing players out of position. We didn't look like we had a clue. Like every time there was a counter attack, it was like, right, come on. And then they didn't have a plan. They didn't know what to do. Where It's like they don't train for counter-attacks or anything like that because they just didn't know who to pass to what to do the substitution substitutions really annoyed us as well because it took so long to change it and then did he take craft off for Mankillo? and i don't know if it was an injury or what but how is that going to get what to win the game <laughs> like it's just not and then was it what time did he bring andy carroll on it Two minutes to go, probably. Seven minutes, yeah. yeah. Seven minutes, and then, truthfully, when it went in, and I don't want to be one of those people that like don't care for get beat, hate Bruce, but I honestly didn't even celebrate like a ninety-fourth minute equaliser that I would normally. I just really wasn't asked because I was like, still not good enough. Yeah, no, I, I felt exactly the same. Um, I think. Because obviously we went in with such low expectations, and I saw the lineup, and I saw Hendrick had been dropped. And I, I think my my night peak there. To be honest, I was like that. I I I took that as a win. So, but um, yeah, it was just it it was so uninspiring again. And like you said, Laura, the substitutions uh, to bring Andy Carroll on uh, on the eighty seventh minute. Like I, I think I put it on Twitter. Actually, I know I said it in the group as well. It feels like Bruce has taken the piss out. Of us. <laughs> And him as well, and Andy Carroll. And, and, and well, like that, that's an to me that's an insult. Like it's 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 time wasting when we're not in a position. At that point, we were one 0 down. It's time wasting when we're not in a position to be wasting any time. Um, Roger, uh, how did you how did you feel? Did you did you see many? Did you see any positives? Yeah, well, um, it was like it was really bittersweet at the end because, like, unlike Laura, I actually did I did celebrate. And then I instantly felt empty because it's like, what what are you celebrating? Like yeah. we've just we've thrown a game. Yes, you know, I I probably you know, I would have took a point at the start of the game in isolation, but really we're not in in we're not able to take games in isolation now. We need to be able no. to put some results together. And like baffling, you know, I think everybody's I think it's like everybody in the city bar the people who are making the actual decision know. For the Millers, movie nights were once tradition. Now Sarah could hardly get through the opening credits, not on that old couch. But one day while shopping on QVC.com, she learned Lazy Boy recliners had slimmed down a bit. And in just a few clicks, Sarah got her Lazy Boy chair and a popcorn maker and a soundbar by Bose. And with one quick trip to QVC.com, movie night and Sarah's back were saved. Shop qvc.com slash podcast and use code qvc20podcast for $20 off $40 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life. Oh, that Dwight Gale is not a left winger and that Ryan Fraser is not a striker. And I don't really know how best to communicate that with Steve Bruce because 
<laughs> it's blatantly obvious. I wouldn't. I don't mind playing players out of position if you have to. Like that's just sometimes it's necessary. But it was completely unnecessary to play your best goal scorer available out wide. It was just. I mean, it was just. It's like like you say, like Bruce. He's just baffling. He's totally baffling. Like yeah. it's like he's deliberately doing it, but he he can't be. He can't be. But maybe he's agent Bruce. I think but, the, um, the cynic in me is thinking he is doing it on purpose, but I yeah, hope not. No. Um, Sam, I know you're on um, you're on Twitter, so I know you'll have seen <laughs> you'll have seen a lot of the the stuff that I saw. What, how did you feel about Joe Linton on, on the in the game on Friday? Because I I uh, called him. What did I say? Oh, I said that he had no sense of urgency, and I got slated. How did you, how did you think he played? Um, yeah, he's such an odd player. Um, I thought he was okay, but you know, like Laura said, our expectations are so low. Yeah. You're excited <laughs> if Hendrik doesn't play. I was delighted that Dubravka came back in. Like, th there's nothing to be excited about, so mm. you take any bit of positivity. I thought yeah. he played okay, but I mean, what am I comparing him to? I'm not thinking he played well as a striker because I honestly don't think he can score or assist. Yeah. He held the ball up. He looked a bit more positive running at people on the right-hand side instead. So by his standards, it was better. I don't think he's a Premier League player, though. Um, and I find Twitter to be a really difficult place because it's almost like you have to be one way or the other. And yeah. got, there, there are actually people that search for his name to find tweets and then get on your back because it happens to me. And I'm like, where did you even see people? <laughs> Like, where did you even find that? They they search for the name and then, you know, rip you apart and hashtag be kind and stuff. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> have an opinion about a player not being very good. Yeah. Um, he could, you know, continue to improve and maybe do something. But, mm. you know, it's not going to be what we need at the minute. Yeah. Um, if it was me, I would have him out of the team. And that sounds harsh. But if he can't assist and he can't score then there's no real point to what he's doing. Yeah. I don't need him in my yeah. team to win aerial challenges. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, that it doesn't matter if he costs 40p or 40 million. That's not the impact that we need at the minute. Mm. So, yeah, no, I think I found him, even though it was arguably one of his better games, I found him more frustrating to watch on Friday because it felt to me like he was doing all the hard work. Like Laura said, he's, he appeared strong. Like mm. he, he was holding his own and then it was getting to like the, the last thing that he had to do is it cross the ball in and put the ball in the back of the net and he just crumbled. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. in, it's so indecisive. Like, yeah. and then it's when he does make a decision, it's too late or it's the wrong yeah. choice and you're like. Yeah, yeah. which it, that's so exactly the point, the point I was trying to make was like when I say he's got no sense of urgency, it's like he gets he gets to that bit where he needs to the, it has to be the final ball and he's just he just like I say he just crumbles and he needs to be quicker and he needs to make the decision of what he's going to do and nine times out of ten he just does well I'll say arguably ten times out of ten <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just that's the incredibly frustrating thing um, right enough of enough of uh, Villa uh, Chris, I can't remember what day it was I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday uh, but Wilder left Sheffield United. Um, the, and that ignited a big debate, as does anything amongst <laughs> Castle fans. Um, it, it, it one ignited the debate of whether or not we would have him, and two, if he's going, why is Bruce not? Um, so just just want to have a quickly touch on that. Um, Roger, I'm going to come to you. Would 
you take Wilder given who we've got at the minute? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like without a question. I think I think there's obviously a lot. I mean, it's difficult because you, we support Newcastle, so we don't really know the ins and outs of Sheffield United and how yeah. you know. But like, my dad's really friendly with a couple of lads from Sheffield, and they they really liked him. And I think he brought the club from like the third tier all the way up. And I think, yeah. but it, it's obviously not that. It's the other side. It's the the man the, the the higher up. They obviously don't agree and they've clashed. So that's why he's gone. But I would I would one hundred percent it under the right circumstances. I would take yeah. him at our club. But I think any manager you get in under, make make Ashley's the problem. You know, we we'll yeah. all know that. And I think he would imp- he would improve things. You know, because he seems to have an ability to change games, or and he's got a striker there. Hopefully, in a few, you know, a couple of games time, could, could actually score goals. And mm-hmm. I think that was the only thing that Sheffield United were missing, really. Same with Brighton, although they're pulling some results together now. If they had a Callum Wilson, then I don't think they would be in that position they're in now. And I think we'd yeah. look a lot worse. But yeah. I would have took them, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I, I think a, a lot of the argument for taken Wilder were like the job that he's done has been with like minimal funding maybe not this season I think he's obviously because they've had like the Premier League money and maybe spent a little bit more like you I don't know the ins and outs of Sheffield United but um Laura I don't know if you're of the same opinion as me but I'm kind of at the point now where I would take pretty much anyone I'll do it I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd literally take Chris Eubank over Chris uh, over anyone. Never mind Chris Wilder. I'd take anyone. Uh, <laughs> I just think even just Sheffield United, the odd time that I've watched them, just but I, I don't know if I'm biased as well because I just hate watching Newcastle at the minute. But <laughs> even the, I just think the play a bit better than us. They seem to have a yeah. slightly more bit of a plan, and I just think Chris Wilder did a decent job with what he had and I think like last season exceeded expectations beyond belief and then this season the yes they're going down but that's probably where they should be anyway I think I think the the Brewster signing has been a big problem for him I think that was the Mm -hmm. straw that brought the camels back in a Mm -hmm. big problem yeah definitely um what else has happened this week oh England call-ups or, or let's should we say lack of England call-ups? Um, Carl Darlow again has been overlooked. I know, and people were straight in to say, "Well, it's just three. It's three very easy games. I like one of them's against like San Marino or something like that." But um, the Euros are coming up, and you'd like to think that he was considering his strongest side. But no, Darlow's been overlooked again. Sam, do you think? Do you think that's do you think that's fair, or were you were you expecting Darlow to be called up to the England side given his performance throughout this season? Yeah, I I never thought he would be called up, um, and I've been quite vocal about that because he's not considered our number one, and he would never yeah. have been considered our number one, and I think that's what's going to be in their thinking outside of you know they don't like picking anyone that's uh, <laughs> from the north of the country. Um, Dubravka was always going to come back in so as well as Darlow played without that consistency in playing I just didn't think he would be an option my problem with Sam Johnson being called up is what's the point 
when you've probably, you know, as a third choice keeper, you've got young players that play for the under 21s. Um, you've got Ramsdale there. That, that is he much different to Johnson? Mm. He's younger. He's going to be considered for the future. You've got Freddie Woodman, who's playing out of his skin for Swansea in the championship. So is that not the time we do it in every other position in the team? Um, we look at young players coming in. You've got Saka coming in, and I know yeah. he's in the first team in Arsenal. Why can't you do the same thing for a goalkeeper instead of, mm. without being disrespectful to Johnson, he shouldn't be near the England setup as well, a West Brom mm. keeper in a per squad that's probably going to get relegated. Um, yeah. So Darlow, I think it's simply because unless there's an injury, he's he's not going to play for us for the rest of the season. Um, I think, you know, if dependent on where we are next season, I think he needs to go somewhere and play first team football, hopefully in a Premier League club, and he might get that opportunity. But if I was him, I'd be phoning the Wales manager <laughs> and trying to get myself yeah. into that squad because yeah. I think he would, they would have more trust in him. Yeah, I think it's such it's such a shame given how how well he's played. I know, like you say, I know he's not our first choice and whatever, but he really, really like he stepped up to the plate and he did exactly what was needed and then some. So yeah. I, I do think it's a it's a real shame that he didn't get a call up. Um, Roger, were you expecting were you expecting him to get a call up? Nah, I mean, I think if if you know a couple of months ago when he was playing, like Sam was saying, consistently, then he might have been. But I think she's absolutely right. I think that he's not our first choice. So, and I think he, towards the end, I think when he knew Dubravka was coming back, he did unravel a little bit. He would. He Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. No, he yeah. didn't drop any major ricks, but his distribution was poorer. Yeah. You know, his decision-making wasn't as good, and I think... I mean, not that any, I think any of those keepers are very top, top level, but at that really high level, you need to be really on your game all the time. And like you're saying, you need to be playing consistently. So I wouldn't have had him in. And like, I think, you know, the Pickford's a blue chip player. So he's always going to be in the squad. And I think he's just working out who his two and three are. I don't think, I don't really think that there's a question about who's going to be the number one unless Pickford mm. gets injured. Yeah. Like, I really think he'll just be the number one. Did um, Pickford in the squad? No, I think he's injured. He's injured, injured now. Yeah. But I think going forward, I think as soon as, as soon as he's fit, he'll be back in that. And that was the problem with Joe Hart for years. He was yeah. guaranteed that he was going to play and he got sloppy. So, See, you know, Henderson's done well and Johnson's done all right, but Nick Pope's all right. But there's no real pressure on his shirt. Yeah. Really. I think, um, that like, if, if you compare Darlow and... Uh, Pickford this season I wouldn't to be honest for, well from what I've seen of Pickford obviously mm. I haven't seen every game but I wouldn't have said that there was like Pickford like we've just said I know like Darlow started to unravel a little bit but in terms of consistency I would I would choose Darlow because the amount of times that you like if, if you're not watching the game as well if you log on to Twitter and see Pickford's had a howler Pickford's done this mm. Pickford's, yeah I, th I think um 
I think that it happens far more often for him than it does for Darlow. I can't can't really recall many times this season when we've said that Darlow's had a had a howler. To be honest, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so this week we, as ever, we always we go out to Twitter and we we'll ask a question. Uh, last week we asked, "What would Newcastle United be if they were a film?" And we had some incredible responses. So, <laughs> so some um, not suitable for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat brilliant. Um, so this this week we because it was St Patrick's Day yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday for whenever you listen to it. So yesterday was St Patrick's Day, so we decided to make the patron saints of NUFC, past or present, managers, players, whatever you like. Um, the example that we gave was John Shelby would be the patron saint of laziness, which was Laura's example when when we were trying to think of a way to sum it up perfectly. Laura came out with that, and I was like, "That's that's it. That's how we're that's Nailed how we're." We're <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll I'll come to use three first if you have got any, and then uh, as ever I'll go back to Twitter and read out those. Um, Laura, I'm going to come to you first. What have you got for your patron saint of NUFC? I've just got like a massive list to be honest, but um, I try to be like quite clever about it if if I could. I don't know if I could. <laughs> But, like, I just tried to think of players first, and I was like, right, what's their trait? What's their personality? <laughs> so I had, like, Shola would be the patron saint of Fidelity because I don't think he really played for any other club, whereas oh, you've wow, got, like... Nice. Yeah, I thought it was quite nice. But then, on the other hand, you've got Stephen Taylor, who I think would be the patron saint of the Tudors because I think he was a proper player and couldn't stick to one girl. Um, <laughs> Or cheerleaders, or cheerleaders. Yeah, CC patron saint of offside. Yes. Yeah. Janola, the patron saint of L'Oreal. Then I had, this is why I was um, asking the question in the group chat, is Gillespie the patron saint of Pirates? Because he's only got one leg. A one foot, shall I say? Um, and then Rafa Hope, obviously, patron yeah. saint of hope. He gave us hope. And then on the other hand, Bruce, the patron saint of Cephamaniacs. Now, uh, I know, and I feel like Susie Dent with the word of the day here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I literally Googled a person who makes excuses and doesn't admit when he's wrong and that came up and I think it sums him up perfectly and he is yes. the patron saint of Cephamaniacs and then I, I think that's how you pronounce it I don't know and then I promised my friends little boy who was in my class I threw it out of my class today and, <laughs> and I was asking them and he's amazing with his knowledge and he had Fraser for pace patron saint of pace maximum for skill whereas I would have said huffiness um, yeah. and mood swings and then Les Ferdinand patron saint of headers bless him and bear in mind he's only eight this is oh. how good his knowledge is that is <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable I know that that um sephamania because that, mm -hmm. that's I look that's my new favorite word yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a total sephamaniac you just <laughs> use it, it all <laughs> You'll say that in an argument and everyone will just stop. Like, what yeah. does that mean? Oh, um, you just won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, have you got any patron saints of NUFC? Um, 
I didn't know the show was going to be educational. Thanks for that. I'm going to find <laughs> a way to put that in my working Always. day tomorrow. Um, yeah, I only had a couple of funny ones. Um, what what I said yesterday, and I don't know why it came into my head, was that Alan Shearer's left foot is the patron saint of Neil Lennon's face. Um, and I just had to I had to watch videos of it again and again because I can't stand Neil Lennon. Um, one that I saw that that I, I liked and I, I had thought about it was that Demba Baz, the patron saint of strawberry syrup. Yes. Um, yeah. oh, and uh, w- one of my other favourites uh, was that Johan Kabai was the patron saint of being beautiful. Yes, <laughs> obviously. I mean, yeah. that, that's a good, yeah. That, he was a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Not that he's dead, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he has just retired though so you know. yeah um roger did you have any patron scenes of nufc oh, I. Oh, um, I. I had um the patron saint of body positivity was lauren robert for his display at the end of the season oh, with his little gray yeah. shreddies on god i wish we could edit in the picture if chris anyone i mean i've got a pair upstairs if you can wait <laughs> I mean, they're a bit more they're a bit more weathered than his for the people who are on audio only uh rogers just appeared in a pair of white yeah. oh, i'm joking yeah. Yeah. um uh the painter and saint of the convenience suspension would be kevin nolan um, he was always suspended around Christmas time, weirdly. Yes. yes. He, he did it five five seasons in a row, two with us and three with West Ham. He's not that he was, like, Forever getting booked. Um, the painter and say to slow starts, Percinio, booked the five, <laughs> first five games and then he became yes. cult hero. Mm-hmm. Um, the painter and say to self-belief, John Carver. Thanks. Yes, <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, the patron saint of horses would be uh, Barry Rogerson for his effort on Derby Day for punching the horse. Is that his oh. name? Oh, is that his name? Yeah, I might have just slandered it. No, I haven't slandered He's a lovely man. <laughs> yes. And then uh, two last ones. The patron saint of chest hair was Dabazas for his celebration against the Mackhams. And then the patron saint of indecision is... Joe, all absolutely brilliant, very, very impressed. Um, so we'll go out to Twitter now, I'll read through them as ever. Um, I'm Rob M, friend of the podcast, said Chancellor Bembo will be the patron saint of drop on the shoulder and take it on the entire opposition until he loses the ball. <laughs> Which is the wordiest patron saint. I was going to say, it's not that quick, is it? It's not as snappy. Um, no. um, and, then, and then he said, oh, Johan Kabai could be the patron saint of Lush. That's probably easier to say than my first one, which I agree with. Um, Mark from All Smiling Faces said, Lualua and Martins could be joint patron saints of backflips. Um, and then he said, we're going to be here all night just reading Mark's. He's got absolutely loads. Um, <laughs> Colaccini, patron saint of hair curlers or perm solution. Barry Venison, patron saint of mullets. Matt Ritchie, patron saint of corner flags, which I like that one. Um, Ryan Taylor, the patron saint of walls. <laughs> Peter Beardsley, the patron saint of shuffles and chicken wraps, which I don't get. Does anyone understand chicken wraps? Chicken wraps. No. 
There's a thing yeah. to their mind. Is it something off Athletic or Mint, maybe? Because I know they play, uh, and now I think uh, Bob Mortimer plays um, plays Peter Beardsley on Athletic or Mint. I don't know if I've maybe just missed that one. That's all I can assume. And then Darrell replied to the Peter Beardsley one, also from the channel, saying, and cooking eggs, which again, like, are we missing something? <laughs> maybe he likes poultry in all oh, of yeah. its forms. What has Peter Beardsley got to do with cooking eggs? Why, <laughs> why didn't I ask this in the group chat before we came up? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've learnt my lesson. Um, we had John Roy, 1984, again had a few. Um, Saint Nobby, patron saint of trumpet playing. Saint Tino, patron saint of addicts. <laughs> saint Lauren Robert, patron saint of left feet. And Saint Joe Linton, patron saint of pacifist, because he refuses to shoot. I love that one. That was yeah. <laughs> um, Paulie Belter said Andy Carroll is the patron saint of elbows. Um, Jenky eighty eight said, and this was my actual first thought as well. So I'm so pleased someone else said it. Alan Pardew is undoubtedly the patron saint of dupe, which. Yes. <laughs> I think we've said this on this show maybe like three or four times now that Alan Pardew just looks like he absolutely stinks of juice. Uh, yeah. Like, Super high just, karate. Just like, absolutely. You can just mm. tell, can't you? Um, Emil, Emil Franchi, hello Emil, said Shola would be the patron saint of hats. From have you seen when he was on Cribs when he was on? Oh yes, and he yeah. just had loads, loads of that, and his his partner was absolutely it's terrible. Shit. He's like he's talking about his table. Yeah, uh, so this table lights up, <laughs> and lights up. And he's like. And then it, it 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 goes a different colour. Like oh, oh, oh. he was like, literally oh, as slow. He was as slow as his football, wasn't he? Just like walking oh. around the room, just like, well, oh, in here we've got this. And my, fa my favorite bit was when he's like on his landing or like in the hallway or something, and he's got like a canvas on the wall, and it's a reflection of what it, what you can see out the window. So it's just like, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a canvas, but just showing the mirror's image. Just get a mirror, like what? <laughs> Why would you bother? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and so someone replied to that about Shola saying that he's also the patron saint of apples, bicycles, and penalties. Um, obviously, there's yes. that the picture when he's riding a bike, eating an apple, which I I don't know if that's a Photoshop or not. I'm assuming. No, that's. Yeah. I think it was um, when they were in Ireland pre-season under Hutton, and I think they went. They were doing some warm downs and that, and then this picture just appeared of him, this majestical oh. picture of him eating a Granny Smith. It was absolutely it's, <laughs> unreal. It's it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Um, we've got one from Sam. You're next. Um, Joe Kinnear <laughs> would be the patron saint of Johan Kebabs, which... Oh, uh, yeah. Um, or first uh, impressions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simon Bird. You, you... Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're good. yeah, we would have him for patron saint of a lot of things, I think. Yeah. Um, we had M Nesbitt, 70 said Yedlin would be the patron saint of tattoos. I think we've probably got, we've had 
had and have a few players who could be patrons in tattoos and none of them are very good. Um, we'll have, what's your name? Dave IQ said Super Mac would be the patron. There's another one I don't understand. If anyone, I don't get it either. If anyone, feel free to dive in and explain. Super Mac, patron saint of dentists. Oh, because I think when he, when he first signed, he had like, I think he had like knee teeth. He had no teeth at the front. <laughs> Like he was, his first. I think he scored a he scored no a hat trick against Liverpool in his first game, and I don't know whether it was the first, second, or third goal. But he's he's like stood like that, and like John Tudor or someone comes uh, by him yes, and he's like he's got it. a massive toothy grin. It's absolutely <laughs> glass, and it's just a big gap there, like tight tunnel. Just <laughs> well, that that explains that one then. Um, Sharpster said Saint Simdiong, patron saint of physiotherapists. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, the farmster said Steve Bruce is the patron saint of 1980s management methods, which is very wordy, but very, very accurate. Very accurate. Um, and then the, I'm gonna, I, I know this isn't the thing, but I'm gonna go into the conversation that was had afterwards. Um, ironic Geordie said the 1980s, the decade of no tactics, and then the farmster said 442, have a pint and a pie. I mean, that is that is essentially what we're living right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Smith which was Denver Bar, patron saint of strawberry syrup. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, Buyer, I believe it's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Mm -hmm. Yes. If, if you're watching, which obviously you are. <laughs> Michael J for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post 9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. Yeah, he, he tunes in every week. He tunes in every week. He knows, he knows Laura likes bald men, so he's like... <laughs> <laughs> he like sits there and he's like, Do I get a mention? Will she mention my name? Now he's outside the house now, throwing his Adidas at a window. <laughs> oh, <come> <laughs> I wondered what that was. Well, yes. <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> it happens all the time. I just ignore yeah. it. Trying to stay professional. <laughs> um, Yes, so if you're watching Happy Birthday, I, I doubt you are, but you are the patron saint of advertising. And I'm yeah, assuming yeah. that's because he went, he booted yeah. the advertising board, and didn't he? Um, Jeff Hendrick, this is from Anth09. Jeff Hendrick, patron saint of Ghostwriters. Mm -hmm. um, saint Oberfemi, the patron saint of Thunder Bastards, which I love because I just love the word Thunder Bastards. <laughs> Um, we've got another one from Mike Focus, which is another one, Denver Bar, patron saint of Syrah. Um, Jamie H, 1988, St. Darlow, the patron saint of fantastic hair, <laughs> which I just absolutely love. He, he does have fantastic hair. Yeah. I can't, you know what? I can't actually picture his hair right now. Yeah. Is he not? Really, is, really is he just very slick. Mm. That's yeah. the only way to describe it, I think, slick. Yeah. Is he not just got spiky hair? No, well, yeah, but it's no, like it's, it's Paddy's. Absolutely I was going to say just Paddy do it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Paddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had um, a, I had Teori as the um, God rest his soul, but 
Um, the parents saying of wives and girlfriends because he had both at the same time. Yes. And, like seven passports. Uh, he had like a belt. Oh, well, he could be Tudors with Stephen yes. Taylor. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> They've started their own little. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark Blackford said, Steve Bruce, the patron saint of, and oh, I don't want to do it because I can't do it, but you know how he says Joe and Hope and, well, that you know. Was it? Oh, was it? Thank you. Was yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so he's the patron saint of Joe and Hope and, well, you know. Um, that sounds scout, I think. I think, that's, I think that was... No, no, that was, that was a strong, was, that was was a strong was Bruce. That, was a strong that, Bruce. That, that belongs on a Liverpool podcast, I think. Uh, and Andy Hansen said, Miggy is the patron saint of Smiles, Richie is the patron saint of Rajness, and Bruce is the patron saint of Bullshit, and Bullshit's in capital letters, just to, um, just to emphasise the point there. I think um, the word he's looking for is sephomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It was on the tip of my tongue. Like I just couldn't. I was thinking about the crossover addiction at the corner. Like Susie. <laughs> um, Greg Peterson said St. Shola of the Derby. Um, we had L1990RI. Papa C. Say, patron saint of offsides, which we've had, which is very accurate. Steve Harper, patron saint of the bench. Oh, my oh. God. Oh. Oh. So oh, oh, twist the knife, Jess. <laughs> that wasn't mine. He's still on the stuff. He's still on the bench. Bless him. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, it's just where he's destined to be. Oh, he's an absolute legend. Um, we've got the main event pod, St. Amiobi, patron saint of Macamslain. Yeah, um, we've got... AXP said Joe Linton is the patron saint of scuffing, which <laughs> look no further than last week, last Friday's game, and see how correct that is. Um, God, there's loads. Nick McGuinness said, is this Mar Marcellino? Marcellino? Marcellino. 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 Patron saint of the sick note. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, is that the finger? Yeah. And then we've got um, Ketabaya again. Happy birthday if you're watching. Patron advertising <laughs> boards. Um, Lee Charn, oh, sorry, David McGiven. Lee Charnley is the patron saint of tea bags. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, think that's the okay. action. I think, it's, I think it's the delivery of cups of tea because that's basically what he does. He's the tea uh, boy. Oh, right. Okay. See, tea bags. I don't think it's anything sexual. I was a bit worried. You know, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about a tea bag, what you put in a cup of tea, so oh. I was wondering what was going on in that boardroom. Um, but, those are, but those are your issues. <laughs> that says a lot more about me than David McGiven. Um, Lindsay Quinn said, Stephen Taylor, patron saint of fist pumps. Blaine Murphy said, St. Maximin's patron saint of wizardry, which I liked. Uh, Kevin Keegan is the patron, which this is really nice, patron saint of understanding, which Aww. is... Oh, nice. don't, Just, don't start on Kevin because <laughs> well up and it'll get um, well, craft <laughs> oh my god I haven't seen this one um, DB88 NUFC said craft is the patron saint of diarrhea <laughs> um, John Joe Shelby oh, sorry this is from Dan Woff John Joe Shelby the patron saint of death eaters is that Harry Potter reference because he looks like someone off, he looks like Voldemort Vol Lord Potter. Voldemort yeah. Um, right. So that might be a Harry Potter reference. 
Um, Division. We should four. go to Dictionary Corner. You should know Laura. Come on. You're the, <laughs> no, you're not the Harry Potter fan. I'm not, I'm not a Harry Potter fan either. Never, I've never really got it. Um, Division 42, Steve Bruce, the patron saint of liars and fakes. Uh, Artisan Jernson. <laughs> Steve, Steve Bruce is the patron saint of clowns. Um, and then Steve Zip said, Jeff Hendrick is the patron saint of shite. It was the perfect <laughs> yeah, the Perfect place to end that one then. Yeah. Um, do, we, do we have any favourites from the ones that we've... The ones that were had in. Anyway. I love the uh, the pacifist one about Joel Linton. I thought it yeah. it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it could have been just as simple as shite, like Jeff Hendrick, <laughs> but it wasn't. There was yeah. thought behind it, and yeah. I, I, yeah. I like that. I like that one as well. I'm sure uh, like being on a bike yes. with an apple. <laughs> no, I'm sure there was a picture of Shola in a bowler once. Was that with a, a bowler hat on? Yeah. Was that not photoshopped onto the bike? I really hope not. <laughs> but. Now um, you've mentioned it, it probably was, but I think that's where I'm getting confused because I think the bike was real and the apple was apple real. Apple was real, but then maybe someone. Oh, I don't know actually. I don't. Um, I, I'll, I'll Google put it. Put it out to Twitter. Twitter will answer yes. us. Well, yeah. if 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 anyone knows which picture Roger's on about, please let sure us know. That in a bowler. Yeah, <laughs> we want it. We really want to see it. <laughs> um. So yes, thank you so much to everyone who sent in answers. Again, that was absolutely unreal and. We'll be back for the next episode with another question to pick your brains. Um, sadly, we've got a look to the week ahead. Um, we've got <laughs> what has been dubbed as a cup final on Saturday oh, well, night. Well, not good then. I know. <laughs> I don't get that because we're shitting them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, we say it's a cup semi-final. We've got a cup semi-final on Saturday. Um we played Brighton, who are, but I, I don't even want to call them relegation rivals anymore because I feel like it's between us and Fulham now. But they are they're still in this they're still in Bruce's twenty teams or whatever he thinks is still in the relegation. <laughs> um, but yes, we've got we played Brighton on Saturday. Um, the other games around us, there's Fulham, Leeds tomorrow. But there's not many games. And then I think we're going to an international break. Is that right? After this yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Um, so we um were when when I last checked, we were five to one to win this game. <laughs> when you consider Brighton are only one point above us, one point ahead of us. Uh Laura, I'm gonna to come to you. Does that is that a sign of how far we've fallen? Because to be a, a team who are as I've said, a relegation rival, that only one point, there's only one point between us, but we are five to one to win, which is like, unless we've been playing the likes of City, that's like the longest odds I've seen us. Yeah, I think um, it's it's just quite amazing, the turnaround from like and the media and the pundits and saying that we're uh, disgrace for wanting Bruce out and what do we want to then be going in against like you say a relegation rival who are just one point ahead of being not favourites it's just like so contradictory all the time yeah. Um, I, do, I know we've had this conversation in the group chat about must win games and is it a must win it totally is a must win I think 
before the international break and like if we got three points it would be brilliant but it just shows the momentum that we don't have that we are aren't favorites to win that game and all the other teams around us are getting momentum they've got managers who are putting belief into them and putting confidence into them and our manager just doesn't seem to be doing that so if you look from an outsider not even us if you looked at all the teams i think you would pick newcastle as the one to go down purely because of the state of the club at the minute the state of the team the football they're playing the results that we're not getting and i still can't say we're getting anything at brighton to be honest i think we could be in the relegation zone when we kick off and yeah, i think i don't think that'll give them a kick up the arse i think it'll do yeah. the opposite because i do I do think Fulham will win on Friday against yeah. Leeds. So I do think we will be in the relegation zone by Saturday night. And I just think that it won't do with any favours. I think we'll be nervy. I think we'll be panicking. I think yeah. at that point, I do think it's a definite three-point game. We need to win that. But I don't think Bruce will say it like that. I still think he'll be like, don't yeah. get hammered. Don't get hammered. Goal difference. Don't, j even if we get a point, just don't get hammered. And that is not the outlook we need at the minute. And I, so yeah, I'm yeah. totally not confident at all. No, I, t I totally agree. I know um, before before the game last week, I said, I, I just can't see where any goals going to come from. And we scored both. So what do mm. I know? Um, Sam, can you see us getting... Can you can you see us getting anything? Can you see us scoring? Can you see any positives whatsoever ahead of uh, Saturday night's game? My problem is that he's she-horsing players into this formation that it doesn't suit. We have defensively been a bit better. We are a bit organised. I mean, the other team didn't score against us. We managed to do that ourselves. <laughs> um, you know, Dummett coming in's helped a bit. We just need to grind out results, but... I. The goals, I, I don't see where they're coming mm -hmm. from. And, you know, if you, I would replace Steve Bruce with anyone at the minute because yeah. he's not getting the players to fight for the, the, the shirt and staying in the division. He, there's just nothing to him whatsoever. So, yeah. so when you look at Chris Wilder, you know, you could imagine that behind closed doors, he'd be getting torn into players and, you know, yeah. whatever has happened mm -hmm. at Sheffield United has happened, but. Bruce's personality is just horrendous. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> if I was being managed by him, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I'm picking up my paycheck and mm -hmm. the fans aren't in the stadium and the manager's being wheeled out in front of whoever and can field questions if he wants to or if he doesn't want to and the, the owner yeah. doesn't care. How does that <clears throat> instill any kind of fight in you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean... I Sorry, I watched the, I listened to the Rowan Vine um, podcast on Under the Cosh, and it was so refreshing to hear somebody, and I know someone's tweeted us saying, oh, you can't listen to him, he's a div, but I listened to him, and I, I checked, he didn't say div, he said stronger word that I'm not going to use. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thought he was quite genuine, and he was given, he was talking about Bruce um, when he was a manager, and he actually used the word clueless and it was really refreshing to hear someone tell the truth and say mm -hmm. like he'll just throw strikers on he, he was a center half he hasn't got a clue he will just throw seven strikers on the pitch and hope for a goal he's got no plan he's got mm -hmm. and then you look like what you were saying sam about personality wise you look at scott parker who like just said as well i think fulham are our main rivals who we need to now look at not bright in their ahead we need to look at the below who are getting points and 
I would totally trust Scott Parker in man management and instilling confidence, instilling belief, rather than Steve Bruce, who every out interview is throwing <clears throat> players under the bus. Being a suffer maniac and <laughs> just not taking any blame whatsoever from myself. Whereas I think, yeah, I would rather have a Scott Park in the dressing room in a relegation fight or Chris Wilder than Steve Bruce, who's only out for himself, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's so he's so one dimensional. He doesn't, mm. you know, you can tell what way we're going to play now that we've got this new tactic. They put whoever into <clears> it. <throat> They're trying to play a certain way. If you're a defending team, you know exactly what's going to happen. You yeah. just know where to starve the areas of the pitch and just start to press us and wait for someone to make a mistake. So um, I don't know how it'll go at the weekend. I think we'll try to play for a draw. Um, and if we're lucky, we'll get a draw. But it's not enough. It's just nowhere mm, near enough. Yeah. Um, and we're just praying that players come back from injury and, you know, it could be too late by the time that happens and i've genuinely thought that we would be okay until the last couple of games because i can't see a fight to win and bruce making the decisions to kind of make sure we don't get beat i think it's just suffocated us completely and, yeah. and that's why i'm for the first time i'm genuinely worried that he's the decision maker which is why i would rather anybody else mix now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway for You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. The decisions to the end of the season instead of him yeah i, I totally agree uh, roger how are you feeling about about saturday's game um i go from like we've got to win at some point you know yeah. like looking at it from the outside like say if you are a fan of a different side and you look at newcastle god they've been on this terrible run but they've got it they've got us like i know i'm like i'm i'm trying to be really positive like mm -hmm. and like we've got to win at some point and yeah. We need to, like, the thing about, you're talking about comparing Scott Parker and Bruce is, like, Scott Parker identified problems around Christmas time and he he, he fixed the problems through yeah. either signing players or coaching players. Yeah. And we've had the same problems. Even when we had Almiron and Maximum and, and, and Wilson, and we've had the same problems, but we've not done anything to eradicate the problems or deal with the problems. We've just, like you say, like, right, I've got this formation, lads. Go on then. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> it is uh, that. So Steve, uh, so I'm, a, I'm, I mean, I'm technically a striker, but <laughs> if you want to play us on the left, then you know, like, and I think I, I remember even like playing when you, even when you play Sunday league football, you hate playing out of position. And if you're a paid professional footballer who's made his money from scoring goals or knocking in crosses, making assists, and and you've got some absolute clown saying. I've got this system play out on the left and he's had 10 days to prepare for a game and he's still going with this yeah. formation. Like mm -hmm. it's absolutely bonkers. So I think, I don't think Brighton are out of it. I do think it'll be one of us three. Yeah. And I'm just hoping. <laughs> that was good. That was yeah. good. Well done. <laughs> I, I tried my best. I really went back into Northumberland or wherever he's from and really pulled it out there. Yeah. I think, 
I, I, I think we're going to win on at the weekend. I'm going to be positive. Oh, I do right. think we're going to win in spite of Steve Bruce. In yeah. spite of Steve Bruce, because I think there's still a spirit there from, you know, even you know from the players that, that got up. I think there's still that core of spirit. Now, you know, signified I think by the goal in the last minute against Villa, mm. but there is a spirit. There is something there. Well, it won't. It won't just me that write. the spirit is having to come from ignore what he says over yeah. there. Yeah. We're yeah. going to do what we yeah. want, right? Ignore that. Yeah. yeah. It gets to 60 minutes or whatever, right? This yeah. isn't working. Use, ignore him. Let's just do yeah. what we want to yeah. do. It's like a revolt that's, almost. Yeah, that's, that's what worries me. Like. Sounds like one of my lessons I used to teach. You know? yeah. <laughs> to ignore him at the front, prancing around with his numbers and that. I think that's why I came to a straight away. It's happened all day of the day. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're going to win. Come on, we're going to win. Right, like yeah. I think I think we touched on this last week or the week before, but one of the most frustrating things that he's ever, and he said a lot, but one of the most frustrating things that he's ever said was that he didn't start, um, he didn't start Gail and Carol because that would mean changing the system. Oh, but my yes, God. But the system... The, the system that which he's referring to is the system in which Wilson, Almiron and St. Maximin are available. Neither, none of them were available, so you've so, got... Yeah. Why, why, isn't the, why isn't the interviewer questioning that? Because you, you exactly. watch these, like, against Klopp and the big ones, when Klopp says something wrong, that honoured him straight away, and there's plenty yeah. of videos of them bickering and arguing. Why is Bruce so, like, immune to that? Why he's a nice guy, guy, man, Lord. He's, he's a lovely guy. guy. He's sick of this. He's a sophomania, and that's know. the end of it. <laughs> it's like he's got some sort of free pass. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Never, no matter what result, no matter how we play, he never ever is questioned on it. And yeah. I think um, I think we might have touched on it earlier on in the press conferences now, and it's all over social media because the journalists are starting to like um, not not speak their minds, but they are starting to be honest about what happens. They'll go into a press conference with him, like I, there'll be one tomorrow ahead of Saturday's game, and I think they get one question each. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's just it's absolute bollocks. He's getting he is literally getting a free pass. To just be shit because he's not getting pulled up yeah. on it. He's, I mean, he's clearly not getting pulled up on it by the powers that be above him, and then yeah. he's not pulled up on it by journalists. And then you've got the dickhead sat in the studios of the the pundits and that who are just being like, "Oh, Newcastle fans that they, they ask for too much and they want this." And I'm sorry, but no, like yeah. he, he's, get, he's getting away with far too much. And he's got he's got his rehearsed answers that he he yeah. just yeah. every question. If you watch every question, it comes back to accumulator points. Yeah, COVID injury, you know, like, and he just. But he doesn't he, make excuses. Yeah, he just bats them. He just bats. He gives them the same answer <laughs> every single time. You're like, Ooh. yeah, it's it's incredibly frustrating. Um, It'd be impactful if they just didn't show up for the press conference, just empty yeah. Zoom. That would be no, hilarious. Yeah. Do you, you know like, what? It, it'll it'll get to the point where it is that because they've they've I know they've banned indefinitely. They've they've banned at least one person. And but like it's clear that journalists are getting frustrated and they're starting to air the frustrations out in public, which reflects badly on Newcastle. But I mean, if I was them, like if I was a journalist, I just wouldn't bother. I would I would not bother me asked to turn up for a press conference when I'm going to be allowed to ask one question and the answer which I'm going to get has already been written. It'll be written down in front of them already. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's completely pointless. Um. But yes, I'll quickly come around and get some predictions, score predictions for um, Saturday night. Laura, what we're saying? 
ridiculously dull game. Um, Saturday night telly, one uh, 0 Brighton. One 0 Brighton. Sam, what do you think? I'm gonna go one one. One one. Roger. Three 0 Newcastle. I'll be watching. Ant, I'll be watching Ant and Decker for half an hour. Yeah. Here is here is scoring them three goals. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll be watching Ant and Deck as well. I mean, I'll I'll put the game on my phone or something. But I've, yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm just I'm not even bothered and I tell myself over and over again that I'm not going to watch I'm not bothered I'm not bothered and then it gets to like five minutes before kickoff and I'm scrambling about to plug my laptop in and I end up watching it anyway because we're all absolute monks like um, the mafia you kind of get out you suck your back <laughs> in every time it's like the mafia they've sucked us in and we can't leave um Thank you so much, Laura, as ever, my wonderful co-host. Thank you so much to Sam for joining us, to Roger for being on again. Thank uh, you. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, we're, like I said, we've got Brighton on Saturday whenever you're watching this tomorrow, whatever. Uh, before that, don't forget to watch Beyond the Lines with Matty. Uh, Matty spoke to Scott uh, from We Are Brighton. Uh, and gave a little preview um, for Saturday night's game. I don't know if the All Were Smiling Faces boys are doing a watch along on Saturday night. They probably are because clearly they're all mad as well. <laughs> um, I don't know if we'll be back next week. I don't know much, do I? I don't know if we'll be back next week because there's an international break, but we'll be back very, very soon to talk more Newcastle United, the joys. Um, have a great week, have a great weekend. Hopefully, next time I speak to you, is We'll have another three points and we'll be another three points closer. To come us. on, come on. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the Gallagher Trust YouTube channel. And I will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.